0: Welcome to the Women in What We Do podcast. I'm your host, Mary Brucker. On today's episode, we have a woman who has an incredibly bright light, an infectious energy that lights up every room that she walks into. But her shine was dimmed for many years until one day she woke up and just decided to change it. So welcome my guest, Miss Abby Sadawi. Hello, Mary. How? are you? I'm so good. You are wrapping up our season of Women in What We Do podcasts. Oh, that is so humbling. Um, hopefully you've listened to a couple of podcasts in, uh, our series.
1: I've actually listened to all of them. Yes.
0: <laughs> incredible that, stories. Oh my Lord. it, it just it, incredible. It is crazy on the, the women that we have in the community and you certainly, um, are one of those amazing women's. So I'm Aww. so excited to, to share your story. You know, as we, uh, brought up the concept of, of sharing women and what we do, I think it has been so important that we all have a moment to kind of speak our, our story. And there's a lot out there. Absolutely. Um, don't you think that that is something that we're in need of? of oh, of absolutely.
1: Um, I I've, I've found, especially with women, we have a hard time telling our story. Um, not because our story isn't relevant but more because we're humbled by our stories a lot of us don't feel that our story is important or that it really brings meaning and value to others around us so the story isn't always heard it's really neat when you see these beautiful women out there doing it and you're like wow i wonder how they got there to actually hear their story to see it through their eyes to experience what they've experienced through their words it's empowering it's impactful right this is amazing i love that you're doing this and it's
0: so funny because um you think it's a great idea, and then when I asked you to be on my podcast, <laughs> and this is what we do, right? right? We say, "Well, gosh, I I don't know if I feel like my story is as good as the other ones that I've heard." Or, it, it, you know, you said it was very humbling to me that you you asked me to tell my story. That's that's what we do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Why why do you think that is, Abby? Um.
1: For me, I think it's because I see myself as everyone else. And I know um, I'm a lifter. I'm a giver. I like to empower those around me. So I feel my story is very, um, it's empowering, but it's also very simple. And just because I've experienced some big bumps in life, everybody else's bumps are just as hard for them. And I don't want someone to think that my story is more or less than theirs.
0: Right. But- still important to tell. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So let's, let's get into a little bit of your story. Um, You are a mother of, I say, a gazillion.
1: (laughs) Seven. Seven. There are only seven. You are a
0: mother of seven and a woman entrepreneur. Yes. And when did your journey of being an entrepreneur begin?
1: Oh, wow. So um, starting my own business and doing it myself, I was 25 years old. I was a single mom with one little guy, and I needed to make money. So I turned to what I knew how to do, went out, and uh, with what I could get, a $500 credit card spent every last dime of it on equipment that I needed and literally launched my own business and started it that weekend. Uh, spoke with a lot of friends, got a little bit more going, went back into the industry, and and really just kind of kept climbing and going.
0: And you're, that was the DJ business, that right? That is a DJ business, yeah. yes. <laughs> Which is why you're so good on the mic. <laughs> um, so then how did you build it to what it is today? Well. I mean, it's been a few years. Oh,
1: it's been a long time, (laughs) long time. That was in 1999. Okay. So that really tells you, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but I'm 50. (laughs) And it was a long journey along the way. So it started off, like I said, as a small little thing just to to build and grow so that I could survive. And it was my tool and my trick. And it also led me to my husband. I met my husband through that time. And through that, I also, we built our home. We built other things. And then I started having a lot of those kids we talked about. Life (laughs) changed quite a bit, and my priorities and my time got spent in a different direction. So my business took a big back step, and my business became something that I did for fun. Um, I got to do the glorious, fun things that people asked me to do. Uh, By word of mouth, I'd be asked to do weddings. I'd do maybe four or five weddings a year. I did a lot of other events for schools and churches. I get to do mother-son, father-daughter dances, uh, birthday parties, celebrations. I get to be a part of all the great stuff to feed off of the energy with all the good. So I kept that there, but I didn't immerse myself in it. Most of my time was spent with my babies and my husband, just building our family and growing where we were. I actually homeschooled all of my kids up until 2019. Yeah, wow. I, it was it was a big arduous journey. And then in 2016, shortly after my seventh child was born, about uh, six weeks after, my husband was diagnosed with uh, glioblastoma, which is a brain cancer. Um, it's a terminal disease, and it was it was a big impact on all of us. And during that time, um, my focus was only on my family. Sure. Um, he and I sat down right after the diagnosis, and we prayed. But the biggest thing that we did was we made a promise to one another to just live life at the moment, to never look back, always look forward, be happy with what's in front of us, and keep taking one day at a time. It was the best gift either one of us ever gave to one another, and it really carried us through.
0: Right. You spent a lot of time being the caregiver. And how long was that? that So
1: um, a long, long time. So from 2016 till 2019, it was just me in the home with him and with the kids. And um, by December of 2019, he had gotten to the point where he was uh, pretty immobile. Um, I was changing him every day, bathing him every day, literally the only caregiver to him and my kids. And I lost myself. I lost every bit of my human being and where I was. And I remember uh, the day so vividly. It was a Wednesday and it was in January and I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I hated myself. I didn't like what I saw. I didn't like the person staring back at me. And I was um, humbled and I wanted to cry. And then I got mad. And I realized, okay, what are we going to do? We got to change this. We're not going to stand here and cry. There's much more to be done in life
0: and in this moment, you still have seven children mm-hmm. and a husband who is who is dying
1: mm-hmm. and they're in the house with me at this moment
0: right, right. <laughs> right
1: around a corner literally um I, I can't I can't not be strong. I can't not do the next thing and I didn't need to do it for them. I also really needed to do it for me.
0: What do you think that was, Abby? Like you were just tired of feeling that way? Like that is a big, strong move for somebody in that level of depression or whatever you want to, you know, identify that feeling as. How did how does that click? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it was
1: looking at myself and not recognizing the woman in front of me. Um, seeing someone who hadn't bathed in four days. Right. Um, someone who was using pick before it was a thing, so she didn't have to see anybody at the grocery store, mm-hmm. um, realizing that I hadn't done anything for myself in a very long period of time, including even reading a book. Um, just simple little things that were all gone. I stopped doing them. Um, I even pulled away from my church, which was my, my lifting point at that time in my life. And I didn't even want to go to church, and I, I blamed it on the fact that I couldn't physically get my husband up to go to church with me anymore. That—that that I don't think was it. I think for me, it was I was just deepening further into this hole, and and not finding a way out, not finding a light. And that day, when I
0: turned on the light in the bathroom, boy, was that light shining! Yeah. Yeah. I, and how did that change your life? How did that change your, your focus? Your your mindset? It what happened? It was my
1: pivotal moment in life. Um, the very first thing I did was I jumped in the
0: shower. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a good good move, yeah.
1: Um, I got out and I looked at myself and I saw a clean slate. I know that sounds kind of funny and, you know, it's a way to look at it, but for me, I saw a clean slate. and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do different today? I'm going to put on makeup. Mm-hmm. Well, mind you, I hadn't put on makeup in probably close to three years. I didn't even own any. But my daughter was in competitive cheer, so I went digging through her drawer and grabbed all of her makeup. Yeah, you want to talk about the brightest makeup ever. (laughs) I was shining bright that day, sparkly clean. But I actually felt good about myself. I felt um, that I could do something more. I felt that I could do something different. And it spiraled from there. Everything, every day was a new step in a different direction. I will never forget coming out of that bathroom, though, and my kids looking at me, who hadn't seen me in makeup in years. They're like, Mom, where are you going? What's wrong? What's going on? I said, I'm having a great day. Do you want to put on makeup too? (laughs) And you know, even at that time, my little four-year-old, he wanted to put on makeup because mama had it on. Right. And that energy that was brought to me just by having that in my soul, that changed the world for me. So as time started going on, um, I got my hair done. I started meeting with other women again um, within my spiritual group. And then I realized that I was missing pieces of myself from another direction. What else brings me joy? So I sat down and I started writing down all the amazing things that I have in my life. And I realized the one thing that brings me big joy that I hadn't invested in a long time was my business. Right. And I made a choice right then and there to start marketing myself in a different way. I decided I was going to network because that's the best way. That gives you credibility and visibility and people truly know who you are and what your talents are because they see you. Right. And they want you to be a part of what, you, what they have and have your energy be brought out through their gifts. So um, I joined a couple different networking things, including BNI, and I went out of my way to meet more and more people. Best gift I got from that was meeting uh, Nina Corder. She mm-hmm. was actually in my BNI, and uh, she, she has an energy about her with Inspiring Women, which was always my call, that I just led me further and further to her and to
0: her mission and what she does. And, Abby, you're doing this still while Caring for your husband Absolutely. and um, and your children. Absolutely. So, you know, there's there's a lot of women out there right now who are battling something, not being able to look at themselves in the mirror. You know, wondering how they can pivot themselves out of this hole. You were in a pretty dark, dark, low hole. How would you tell them, or what would you tell them that they should should try to do?
1: There's always a light there's always a light. There's always something that brings joy, even in the worst of the worst circumstances. Um, When you look back at my husband's diagnosis, someone could be just devastated and never lift up again. I I guess I've always believed in the light and I look for it in everything and everyone. So for me, um, it's a little bit harder to find at times, but sometimes it's right there in front of you. I think always look for the light. Always try. Always do, yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna stumble. You're gonna, you're gonna fall. You're gonna bang your head. You're gonna s- scrape your knees. You're gonna go through that. But at the end of the day, when it's all done, it's all worth it, and it all brings you to a brighter and more special place. As long as you persevere and keep pushing through, there's always something special at the end.
0: And you know, there, the, the thing that I find, I find a lot of things special about you. But the, the thing that just, like, when I'm in a room with you, your energy and your spirit, I, I can't imagine you keep that up. All the time. Oh, no. <laughs> so so what happens when you're not the Abby that I know? Like where – is it a roller coaster? Do you take a day? Like – What do you do to find your your energy again? It's
1: so funny because I've recently been really, really diving into that. Um, I've lost a piece of me just uh, getting back into everybody went through COVID and all of our stuff died down a little bit. My business, as soon as we got back out, thrived. So I went from being a little bit more captive to, whoa, out here running, 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 running and didn't slow down. So this, uh, this past year, a year ago, this time, I made a conscious choice not to add more to my plate, to start looking at my time as an investment. Um, this past summer, I invested in my kids. I invested time with them. I invested in the things that bring all the joy in the world to me to make sure that I'm investing in what comes next in the future because they're my future as well as everybody else's. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I you have to take a step back sometimes and really look at that. Other times, I, I sometimes will take, to take a day. I just shut the phone off, shut around the world. I will sit and binge and watch something on Netflix or something <laughs> else that takes me out of this world, out of my own experience and puts me back into reality the next day. Um, my energy is something I love to give. It's it's a gift that I've been given and I love to give it. But sometimes it gets sucked dry mm-hmm. and I have to recharge that battery. And it's recognizing charging that battery and coming back into your soul and yourself and your purpose so that you can continue to
0: radiate and right. give that out. Well, you certainly do a great, great job with no, that. thank you. Um, one of the things that you brought up that is so near and dear to my heart is, is the networking piece. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, women, we have, we have to stick together. We have to – you know, I, I heard a quote the other day. Kathy Tucker um, said to me that um, with men, they will see the strongest people in the room and they'll vote off the weakest. Women, Absolutely. You see the strongest, you know, the weakest people in the room and you'll vote off the strongest. Absolutely. Like there is this shift that I feel we need to make where women continue to uplift women. Absolutely.
1: Um, Well, and men men communicate differently than women, and and that needs to be understood as well. So when men are networking in a room, a man will walk into a room and he'll see another man and he'll walk up and say, hi, my name is Fred. Hi, my name is John. What do you do for the living? Well, I'm a blah, blah, blah. What do you do for a living? That's typically the conversation. Women don't walk in the room the same way. Women walk in the room and they're going to look for somebody that they can either identify with. Or they're going to see something about them they like. So for me, I'm a shoe person. A lot of times I'll be looking for that beautiful red high-heeled shoe on, oh, I want her. I'm going to go find out where she got those shoes. Right. I could have a full conversation with someone and truly not know what they do for a, quote, living, but know so much about them. And that, that in a sense, is vulnerability. And it's hard for some women to offer that up. And I think that's why we have such a hard time continually lifting one another. Because it's, it's a climb to the top. How do we get there? And Instead of how do we lift each other along the way and make those steps easier for each one to get there?
0: Right, rise as we shine. Absolutely. You know, like that is is such a, a pivotal point. And you know, I think again the reason for this podcast was to be able to go. I don't care where you started. I don't care where you are. But let's let's all help you. You know, get you know, climb together. Absolutely. And um, you're such a great example of that. I do want to go back to. Um, raising seven children (laughs) you know we can network till we're blue in the face we can raise each other up but how abby do you raise seven children
1: same way you raise one um honestly you put one foot in front of the other and you just do it i i love it when people say oh my god how you do that you're a saint well i'm not a saint that i can tell you um but i also want to live my life towards that passion i'd like to be a saint one day i'd like to be in that passion um I I love my babies very much. Each one is characteristically different, thank God. (laughs) Um, and they are all in their own path and their own journey. So I like empowering them right where they are and watching them grow to be these amazing human beings that they were meant to be. So for me, it's it's not a ch- it's a challenge. Everybody has challenges. Um, I mean, you talk about the financial challenges. You talk about the logistical challenges. Oh, my Lord, the schedule challenge.
0: Right, because you became a single mother yeah. of seven. Your husband passed away in— 2020. 2020. So your youngest was— Four, four, and your oldest was oh gosh,
1: how old were you, Augie? Um, he's he's he was eighteen when she was born. Wow. So yeah, yeah. There's there's a bit of an age gap right. between them. But yeah, so
0: now you're a single mother of um a gazillion. <laughs> Children. yeah
1: and you know they all have their own uniqueness and they all have their own schedules um, I'm incredibly blessed to be in a great school system where my kids are being lifted by other people mm-hmm. around them uh, by great teachers by great support system and staff uh, it, it's great um, my 17 year old is going to be graduating this year so I've got another one graduating I'm looking at college and my heart races so they, they all come with their challenges and their uniqueness but the the grace in being a mom is gosh I get to see life through their eyes too right um, a lot of times we get caught up in things I I remember going to the zoo and you see an animal here you see an animal there you see this but then you see it through their eyes oh my gosh mom do you see this animal over here and what it's doing did you know that his belly was brown his belly's brown really life is so different through kids and when you get to experience it through them you see a different lens you get to see more of it and it makes life much more colorful and much more exciting
0: and you know again I think that this is what I try to do with other women See, see life through their eyes. They Absolutely. don't have to be a child, but nope. they they can be another human. And I love to to watch and 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 see how they have perspective. Well, of, that's why these life.
1: stories are so important, right? Um, A lot of us will see each other, I'll be honest with you, I've I've admired you from afar for a very long time. I mean, you're a beacon in the community. You're very, very versed in what you do and you're very well respected. And to me, I, I would love to meet this energy and I got to meet you and hear your story and see you and your humbleness and your meekness and your strength. That story needs to be told to others so that they can see it and emulate it and never never be intimidated. If you see a woman that truly inspires you, I'll tell you what, you probably inspire them. Reach out. Send them a message, even if it's an email or if you can find a number and a way to, to connect with them, do so because it's it's very humbling for me when somebody says, Hey, you touched me in a special way. I love hearing that because it just does nothing but give me more energy and inspire me to do more for others. Right,
0: and I just don't think we do that enough. Right? Absolutely not. Like we, we have to do that. You know, as as we're rounding out the the series um, of women and what we do, I I'm so excited to hear from more people like you, Abby. I'm so excited to see stories from other people. We need them to reach out to us, and we need them to um, or or. If you know somebody, or your friend knows somebody, let's let's talk. Let's have these conversations. Absolutely. Let's share these stories on Voices Around Us because it's it's given us a great platform to to truly um, open up all of our eyes to see through somebody else's lens. Absolutely,
1: um, I think we should inspire more. And there's, you've had some amazing women on here, and I'm sure they could give you their people and think that they're interested in, but I know we have some amazing women that have been listening to this podcast because I've, I've heard from them. And I think they could probably give you some great names of women that inspire them right here in this little area right. that you could probably showcase a little bit more of.
0: I would love to hear from them, and um, we certainly can have them reach out to us, reach out to me, reach out to any of our guests, and go to wgte.org slash what we do, send us a message, um, give us the story, and we would love to reach out for them. your story is beautiful, Abby. Your energy is beautiful. You being oh, here you. is so incredibly important to me. Um, I've admired you from afar from a long time. You, you stand up just like all the other women who have been on my podcast, to me, um, what you've been able to accomplish, what you've been able to persevere through, and certainly your energy is a light to all. So I think it's a great um, way to end our, our series and our year with this bright, beautiful light. And We hope everybody else continues to shine theirs. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm very humbled and I appreciate you very much.
0: Pick a day, turn on the light, look into the mirror, slap on a little makeup if you need to, and truly see yourself and understand that you can change your day and your story. Thank you, Abby, for sharing your journey with us today and certainly for shining your light. We have women all around us that have voices to be heard and stories to be shared it has truly been an honor to bring the light to my guests in these last 11 episodes of Women and What We Do. I'm so happy to be coming back in 2024. But you know what? We need you. We need you to help us tell stories of people who inspire you, people whose stories may be out there that have never been told. Please share them with us so we can share them with the world. Reach out to us at wgte.org slash what we do. Send us an email, a message. We'd love to share your story. Thank you so much again for our guest, Abby, for being a part of our program today. To Chris Pfeiffer, my amazing executive producer, and for all of you for tuning in and listening to these amazing stories of women around us. And remember, speak up, we do WGTE, voices around us.
1: WGTE is supported in part by American Rescue Plan Act funds allocated by the City of Toledo and the Lucas County Commissioners and administered by the Arts Commission.